This is Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. Episode 49, The Power of Habit, with Amber Robbins from Teen Take 30. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. This episode is brought to you by Aligned Ambition. Aligned Ambition specializes in guiding teens and young adults in finding their individual strengths, values, and skills to find career and education alignment that will be the best fit for your personality. We might hope that our personal plan and path will simply reveal itself, but often when we seek for help in the right places, we will find it with a clarity we never thought was possible. Aligned Ambition is the right place to find confidence in your plan. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to be here today with Amber Robbins with Teen Take 30. Amber, welcome to Becoming. Hi, Erica and Tani. Thank you. We've been super grateful to learn about so many teen resources through doing this podcast and through Becoming. And we were searching for these resources before Tawny started the podcast, but really didn't know about them. So it's been so cool to have the community that there is that are reaching out towards teens. Would you mind telling us just a little bit about what you're doing with Teen Take 30 and your purpose? Certainly. So I will go into the specifics of the Teen Take 30 practice um, a little bit later in our podcast. But basically, I'm really working towards helping teens develop good mindset, good habits, good technology habits, and just basically overall improving their health and wellness and just developing a peaceful mind and a a happy heart, which I think right now today, teens face so much. And so really, it's just to help them to be happier and healthier. Vital. This is so vital. And I'm so thankful that you are using this platform to help teens the way you are. So let's discuss what we are talking about today. Would you maybe give us an intro of what you wanted to discuss on Becoming today? Certainly. So I'm excited today to discuss habits, specifically for the teenage crowd and not just good habits, but also we're going to talk a little bit about bad habits and how we can change bad habits into good habits because I think we all have both. Oh, no kidding. Could you just explain what a habit is? Sure. So habits are routines of behavior that we repeat regularly. And then we do so often that they tend to occur without us even thinking about them. So kind of just second nature to us. I find that super interesting that even bigger habits can be something that we do without even thinking about it. It's something that would feel weird almost if we don't do them continually. But we're talking about being intentional with our habits, right? Yeah, correct. So, and and that's a good uh, thought process with it because habits are something that we can make or break if they're a bad habit that we're working on, but it really comes down to being 
mindfulness and you use the word intention, which is a lot like the word being mindful. And really that's how we can change or recreate habits is by being aware and being mindful. That is something I'm actively trying to work on right now is not just being a person that reacts, but I want to have that mindfulness that I have an intention, a purpose with what I'm doing, how I'm responding to people. And I think society as a whole, you know, not just teens in particular, but everyone, I think we're so wired to be fed information and be fed things that we're doing and information is thrown at us and, you know, these practices and behaviors just because of technology, I think it's a little bit different than it ever was. And so it really is awareness and kind of, and and really taking the focus to build that adults, teens, and even children. Good point. So how can you really differentiate between good habits and bad habits and habits that maybe are neither good nor bad? Like how do you differentiate between those? Sure. So a lot of our day, if we really think about it, is consisting of habits, right? We get up, we hopefully take a shower, you know, hopefully we're eating breakfast, we're getting dressed. So a lot of these things are things that we do every single day. And then there's also things that we should be doing that maybe we're not. So I like to think of them as good habits can build bridges for future opportunities, and truly being a teenager, that's the, those are the years to really focus on that. Um, and on the flip side of that, bad habits can, all, can create stumbling blocks to reaching goals. So it's not just that, yes, good habits are fabulous and let's work on those. It's on the flip side, if we're doing things that maybe aren't the best for our bodies or our minds or are not helping us to reach academic goals or family goals or social goals, they really can create stumbling blocks for us to move on to future greatness. Yeah, that's why I think it's just really important to know where you're going so you can decide what habits will help create that. Like think of the future self that you want to be and start creating habits that that future person already has. So we just are always forward thinking and recognizing what might cause us stumbling blocks. I think that's important too. So what I love about habits is that they can be changed. We are not a slave to our habits. If they're bad, they definitely can be changed. The key is to consciously work on them. And it's just like riding a bike. It just takes practice and a little patience. And, you know, we can definitely be on our way to changing things. So that's, that's what I love is that they're very, it's kind of that whole thought process right now of, you know, plasticity with things. Habits have plasticity to them. They can definitely be changed we're not our bad habits. So Amber, how did you become so well-versed in this habit forming thing? Because this is really something that everybody knows about, but how have you become so passionate about it? Uh, So right after I graduated from high school, I moved down to Provo, Utah, which is where BYU was located. And shortly after, there was this company that opened up down the street that was called Franklin Covey's, which is also known as Franklin Covey Planners. Stephen Covey was the brainchild behind that, and he had created this amazing system of time management, calendaring, tasks, prioritizing, and making goals. And this is something that I, previous to that, had always been interested in but didn't have a lot of training on. And so I applied for a job there. And because of that, I was very blessed and I really learned so much, but I was able to undergo 
all of his training courses and learn from all of his modules and, you know, sit down with some of the best minds in the area who presented all of this information. And it really was like Christmas to me because I thought, you know, I learned time management and calendaring and prioritizing that helps me create good habits because I then in turn had to make myself accountable for results because I was tracking it. And so I really just learned so much and I worked there for about four years. And so it was just four years literally of just learning all of this wonderful information about habits. Wow. That is so valuable. What a wonderful experience you got to have that probably shaped the rest of your life. It really did. And again, I had had a little bit of, you know, my parents were really good at creating, you know, helping us create good habits and things like that. So it wasn't new, but the way that he outlined the best way to prioritize and reach goals and in turn change habits was just, was eye-opening to me. So yeah, it was, it was amazing. What are the biggest takeaways you learned from that experience in your life? So I think the biggest changes for me was how to make notes of where I currently was at. I think that's so important because we can have goals and say, okay, I want to create these habits to reach my goals, but it's critical to be honest with ourselves and see, okay, really, where am I at today? And I'm going to start with where I'm at. And so I think just being able to take inventory, I guess, of that and say, okay, this is where I'm at prioritizing where I want to be and prioritizing goals and then being able to say, okay, what habits do I need to make or to change in order to reach my goals was just a huge takeaway in everything from me finishing college to training for marathons to being a mother and things that I'm able to do. I mean, it literally those practices help me every single day. Wow. That's so amazing. I love that you were kind of forced into this habit-making process and then you've been able to share it with other people. Yeah, I just started realizing that, you know, habits or goal setting, how important it is to me personally. Like, I need to hold myself accountable for what I'm saying I'm going to do. And holding myself accountable has changed everything. It's helped me to start to really trust myself and have more confidence in who I am when I follow through with these habits that I'm trying to create. I love that. And that really is the human process, right? Of just, we're always trying to improve and better ourselves. And sometimes we fall a little bit behind and then we just make up the difference and, and build and, and grow in the future. I think sometimes when people think about habits, they just think about how hard it's going to be to make changes why is it not as hard as it sounds? So I like to think of an example of horseback riding. If you've ever gone horseback riding, generally they pack you on the horse and they line everybody that's going up. The horse kind of slowly moseys out on a straight trail and then they get to a point where they know that it's halfway and then they'll turn around and they'll head back. But the interesting thing from my psychology point of view, because they've studied this, is that once the horse hits the halfway point, because again, they do this day in and day out all day long, these horses, they go this path and then they turn around and they bring people back home. And so once they hit that halfway point and turn around, the horses actually get faster. And they do that because it's clicked. Okay, I'm almost done because they've done it so many times. And they're motivated by the oats and the apples and the water that will be there waiting for them. You know, we can look at that and say, well, yeah, you know, if, if I have a habit that I'm doing all the time, it becomes so 
innate in me and second nature that it's hard to change. But what we need to realize, okay, what if we want to change the path, right? What if we're the horse that wants to change the path? So we may slow down for a little bit. It might be a little bit hard to start with. But once that new path is memorized, it becomes automatic and easy again. And again, they've done like psychological studies on this that, yes, just like compared to habits, that horse, it may take us a little while to get in the process where it becomes a natural thing. And it may be a little bit difficult to start with. But once it clicks, once we, we are able to, to change that habit, just like the horse, it becomes automatic and easy again. So there's a little learning curve, but totally doable. They also say they've done a lot of research on habits and research shows that new habits can be made in 66 days. So that may seem like a long time, but in the scheme of like a year, it really isn't. 66 days is an amazing thing for our bodies and our brains to be able to rewire and reroute and have something become innate or just part of what we do. That's the good news. Cool. Yeah, when you look at the big picture, 66 days seems like, okay, I can do that. Why do you think it's important for teens to start building good habits in these years of their lives? Okay, and I love this question because, again, I think habits applies to all ages. But the fabulous news is that the teenage years are really known as the golden age for learning new things. And this is why I say this. This this isn't just my opinion. So I have researched a lot. So currently I'm going back to school to be a school counselor. And so I've taken a lot of psychology classes over the years and I've done so much research on psychological testing and also the teenage brain because that's my passion and my field. So there is a book out that's called The Teenage Brain. And it is by a woman named Dr. Frances Jensen. And she literally has devoted, um, she's a neuroscientist, she's devoted her life to studying brains. And when she had two teenage boys that started having bad habits and things that they were doing, she switched her focus from studying children to studying adolescents and teenagers because she said there's something more to this than we've ever really studied. Because before that, they had studied children's brains and they had studied adult brains, but they really just kind of figured the teenage brain was kind of like an adult brain without as many miles on it. And she said, I don't think this is the case. So she's really devoted a lot of time to this. And what she has found among many other things about addiction and behaviors and things like that is, is about habits. And what she says is that the teenage brain is more capable of learning and memories are easier to make and longer lasting when they're acquired in the teen years. So like that's awesome news because for teenagers, it is so much easier and faster to learn new things and create habits than it is for children or for older people. So now is really the time. And so that's so, so exciting because not only is it a great time where they get to, you know, increase their social circles and learn new things in school and develop, you know, new interests, really habits are also thrown in the mix of that. They're like, this is the time to do it because it will be easier and it will be a longer lasting attribute if you are able to nail it now. So I think it's awesome news. It is awesome news. When you hear this kind of stuff, it's like, because it will be so much more beneficial for you because you have the ability to do it better than any other age. That's so cool. Really, I mean, again, so she says it's the golden age for learning new things. Like, I wish I could go back knowing that now. And there's a few things that I think I would change. And again, not that I can do it now, but like now is the time 
for teens to take advantage of this. You know, another reason to build it in teens and not just because it's the golden age for learning new things, but because one day soon, it may be sooner for others, for some than others, but one day soon, you'll move away from home and be on your own with habits that you've developed. So now is the time to really confront those habits and work on them while you have the support and positive reinforcement of parents and family members. And you may think, oh, support, like they're nagging me, but truly they're not trying to. It's good to have someone to check in with, you know, that says, okay, well, are you making sure that you're doing this? Are you being mindful, you know, that this is a habit that maybe, you know, you need to be working on versus going out and being living by yourself or with roommates that may not have the best habits, you know, or companions or roommates that might not have the best habits. And you kind of get sucked into theirs versus kind of like that horse, you've already gone through that process of establishing good routines and it's just second nature for you. I do think it is an awesome time for them to utilize this valuable resource in front of them, like you said, as their parents. Their parents may have already made mistakes that could lie in their future if they just communicate and be able to share like what they're worried about, what they're trying to work on, and just having that resource right in front of them could be huge, so valuable. I love that tip. Creating good habits is fun. Like it can be an adventure. It can be something that we can feel so good about ourselves. You know, there are so many negative things facing teens today that they can feel, you know, poor self-esteem or I'm not doing this right or I'm not doing this as good as someone else is. But you know what? Habits are very individual and they really give us a sense of accomplishment when we nail it. You know, who doesn't finally get something to the point where they're like, man, I'm doing this and I'm doing it well and it's making a difference in my life. That's exciting. It really is. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a person say, oh, I I do this regularly and it's a good habit. And people go, okay, whatever. Like almost always I hear people be like, wow, that's so impressive. If you have good habits that are things that are done on a super regular basis, I feel like always people love that and they're so impressed with that. So I think that there is a really good sense of the feeling that you'll get by being able to accomplish doing those things regularly. So what kind of habits though should teens be focusing on? So that is a great question because truly teens today are so busy, right? I feel like I look at teenagers' schedules today and I think, oh my goodness, I felt like I was busy as a teen years ago. But it's nothing compared to what teens today are are engaging in daily, which again, they're doing some amazing things. But that's why it's important, I believe, to start with the basics. So it's great to say, you know, I want to develop habits that, you know, will get me into college and, you know, get me to be, have, you know, earn a master's degree and go on and be a physician. Like those are great, but we really need to focus on where we're at today with the basics or Again, kind of how I mentioned, it's those building blocks, habits or building blocks or building bridges for future opportunities. We kind of have to start where we're at. So if we need to start with good eating, sleeping and exercising habits, and especially for teens, kind of that whole, you know, mind body approach to wellness is really critical to start with because if we are going to bed really late and sleeping in and then we're not eating breakfast and then we're going to school or, you know, wherever we're going in the day or work and having a really fatty lunch or really sugary lunch, that's not building those bridges of habits that's going to help us with future things like going to college or graduating with a master's degree. So really, it's important to start with those just basic 
daily eating, sleeping, and exercising. Perfect. So what are some other things once they kind of get the basics down? After the basics are down, it's really important, and again, specifically for teens, is to focus on mental and emotional health next. So just with research and statistics that are out there right now, that is something that a lot of teens are struggling with with for a lot of different reasons. And so it's really important to get those in check next. Um, And this is critical that teens develop these habits today that will help them in kind of, you know, the mental, emotional, social aspects of things. And that's kind of what takes me to that teen take 30 that we had talked about before that is really kind of the foundation of the little, the program and practice that I've created. Well, tell us more about it. So what does that mean, teen take 30? I have done so much research on this. I have gone to meditation and mindfulness classes. I have done a lot of, you know, volunteerism and serving other people and gratitude. And really, I have been on a mission the last two years to really kind of find a solution or a help for teens and really everyone to just kind of create a peaceful mind and a happy heart. Awesome. Um, and so what it is, is it's taking 30 minutes a day. So it's really more of a practice than a program because a practice is something that we're actively doing every day, right? And it's really easy and I'm really excited about it. So it's, it's teenagers taking 30 minutes a day to practice the following. And so it breaks down into different minutes of doing different activities. So it's 15 minutes of meditation and affirmations and then 10 minutes of serving others and five minutes of practicing gratitude. So not just being grateful, but practicing gratitude. And Oprah Winfrey talks a lot about gratitude, which I love. You know, she says that she's been practicing gratitude for years and she has just this firm belief of it. But really all of these practices are backed up by research. They really have done a lot of studies on these things individually. And my belief is if we can get teens and adults alike to take time away from screens, away from, you know, maybe some of the negative habits that we're doing to devote to these practices, it really can kind of rewire the brain and kind of help improve mindset. And, you know, we talk a lot about plasticity of the brain. This really goes a long way in kind of helping to drive that change. Beautiful. I love what you're doing here. And I do think, I mean, can we call that a habit, a 30 minute habit that you're going to do every day, the 15 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of serving others and five minutes of practicing gratitude. That will change your entire day. And I'm sure will reflect on the whole trajectory of your life. So a big part of the thought process behind this as well is that teens they face so much of a selfie culture, you know, with photos and comparisons and, you know, things that people are typing that they're doing, you know, online and Facebook and Instagram. And so whether it's a visual or a verbal or even, you know, just being around peers, that comparison, we have so much of a focus on ourselves. If we're looking at the good parts of ourselves, that's good. But if we're looking at ourselves negatively in a negative comparison, I'm not good enough way, it really can be detrimental to, again, our mindset and just how we're feeling our joy. And so really a lot of the mindset behind this is with meditation and affirmations, you know, you're taking the focus off of some of the negative parts of yourself and you're focusing on the good parts, you know, your affirmations, things that you're trying to focus on and do better. Um, so it's, it's kind of reaffirming and focusing on the good parts about you. 
serving others, again, takes it away from ourselves to focusing on others and their needs and what other someone else may be feeling um, and those social emotional type skills. And then the practicing gratitude takes it away from maybe, okay, what do I not have or what am I lacking to, you know, a higher power or God and, you know, what the blessings that you've been given. And so that's kind of the thought process. And this is something that I do every day and have for about a year. And it really has changed my life. I'm a very firm believer of it. That's so beautiful. So is this something that you try to do in the same 30 minutes or sometimes is it broken up between different time slots throughout the day or is it trying to do it all in 30 minutes? You know, that's a great question. I think it really depends on the person. I like to do affirmations and I work with my teens to do the same thing in the morning and at night. I like to think of it as the last thing you do, like we say them in front of the mirror, as funny as that may sound, because you're looking at yourself and, you know, you're saying, you know, I am enough or I know who I am or whatever your affirmation is. The last thing that you do before you head out to school or to work is say your affirmation. And then also the last thing before you go to bed every night, that's kind of the last thought on your mind and associated with the meditation as well. So that I kind of split up, but then the other two, the, the serving others and the gratitude, I think it's nice to have just a set chunk of time to make sure that you get it done and that you can take the time to reflect, but it really can be done however you have time to do it. But make it a habit and a consistent yes. one. And if you predetermine that, then you know how you're going to have it play out in the day. So It's exactly. so doable though. It's so doable. I think that so many times we're like, oh, I have to you know, do all these many things, but if you can focus on this, you know, very doable thing, 10 minutes of serving others. So many people think, oh, I have to serve people. 10 minutes, anybody can do 10 minutes of service a day, but if we think about it and like, oh, I need to do an hour long service project every day, that's really hard to think of how you can serve people, but that's really cool to kind of turn it into smaller chunks. And even research shows that the benefits of that to not just the person that you're serving, but to the person, the giver, are huge in so many different ways. And yeah, 10 minutes, like who doesn't have 10 minutes that they can devote for that? Absolutely. So once they kind of accomplish some of these habits, what are some other habits that they should start building? Yeah, so those habits that we just talked about, again, create kind of the foundation. And then after that, after you kind of have your thoughts and mind and emotions in order with the other practices, really the sky's the limit. This is where we work on short-term goals. You know, I want to do better in my math class, or I want to have less screen time, or I want to make sure that I, you know, I'm really working hard. I want to make sure that I make the basketball team at school. And then after that, you say, okay, what are specific things that I can do habit-wise to make that basketball team? You know, we don't just wake up and say, oh, I really want to do it, so I'm going to go try out, which, mm -hmm. you know, the tryout's a good part of things. But, you know, what are the steps? Am I going to go out and practice for 30 minutes a day shooting hoops? Am I going to go run a mile every day to increase, you know, my heart conditioning and things like that? And so kind of those short-term itemized things that we can do to hit the short-term goals and then the long-term goals can build on those. So it's kind of just, again, a bridge where we're kind of building to these amazing, wonderful opportunities. Perfect. That totally sets us up for all the positive habits that we can kind of focus on. But how do we change bad habits? Yes, that is one of my favorite questions because that is something that I have to work on the hardest because we all have them. We all have good habits and we all have bad habits. So 
my process and what I've researched as far as some good things to do in order to change bad habits is interesting thing is research shows that you don't just get rid of bad habits. You replace bad habits with good habits. You don't Mm. just say, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore and not do it. That time and that energy is always replaced with something else. So that's an important thing to remember. It's nice to write down I will statements. So take inventory of where you're at. If you're saying, you know, I don't eat breakfast in the morning. So that's something that's a small short-term goal. You could write down I will eat breakfast every morning. And then you're going to plan a time or a scenario that you're going to stick with it. I will eat breakfast at 6.30 every morning. And then just like back to the Franklin Covey habits and tracking and calendaring, you're going to track your progress. So it's really important to write that down or to, you know, keep it in your phone or to keep a log somehow because we don't know what we're doing unless we have record of it, right? We don't know four weeks ago. I don't remember if I was keeping up with this goal that I had. And so it's important every week to track it. And then every weekend, I like to go back through and say, okay, how am I doing? Because we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Mm. So, um, and then it's important to determine a reward or a little perk that you're going to get when you master that habit. And remember that idea. I'm not above bribing myself. Yes, really. We need that, right? We're human. And then just remember that it takes 66 days to form a new habit. So don't give up. Like it's a long time, but it's not in the scheme of things. So Um, And then I think just last, it's important to remember if you mess up, don't stress, just start again. We're human. We make mistakes. Just because you didn't master it the first time doesn't mean you can't pick up where you're at and just start building better habits. What great things that teens can really remember. I think that is so helpful and so encouraging and not discouraging. I think it gets really scary to think, oh, I have to accomplish all these habits and be perfect. That's not what we're encouraging at all. You can't be perfect but you can work for better and you can start to create things in your life that will give you a great future. And just working on one thing at a time and starting today. I think that's really important. You know, I have 15 habits I would love to change, but just start with one and then use it as kind of a building process and and move on to, to the next one when you master that. So it's relatively easy and very exciting. Oh, I love that so much. And don't forget to ask your parents for help. If habits, creating habits is a new or maybe intimidating thing for you, don't fear because you have a lot of people in your life that want to help you succeed. So whether it's parents or a teacher or a neighbor or a grandparent or whoever in your life that you trust, go to them and and let them know that you have these goals and that you'd like to change some habits and see what they suggest maybe that you either work on or to give you support and follow up, you know, with positive reinforcement, or maybe even to remind you, maybe when you're make a mistake, or just to build you up and say, you know what, you've got this. And and that's one thing that I want to say too is, you teens today are so bright. Like I am so impressed with the resilience, and the aptitude, and the positivity, and how bright and capable you are. You've got this. You're capable of doing amazing things. So. I'm cheering you on. I know Eric is cheering you on and Tani's cheering you on to create these great habits. And it really is just a lifelong skill set that will benefit you forever. I love what you just said. And I feel the same way. I remember as a teen, there's times when you just feel really isolated and alone. But if you just open your eyes and realize like, 
no, there are people who love me and care about me. You are not alone in this crazy time of life. And I'm so thankful for your wisdom, Amber, and everything that you've learned throughout your life that you're able to give us some of these great tips about habits and how we can really enhance our life by using these tips correctly. I just want to thank you for your time today. That really meant a lot to us. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, we have to ask you the same question we ask all of our guests. If you could give your teenage self one piece of advice, what would it be? That is a great question. So I was a really awkward and shy teenager. I was a 4.0 student. I loved to research. I loved to study. And I don't think I was as confident as I wish that I was. Um, And so I would just say, remember who you are and realize that this too will pass and to enjoy, enjoy the days for what they are and realize that things are always changing and just be positive. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. So simple, but so truthful and meaningful. So where can our teens and our listeners find you if they want to hear more from you and get some guidance on how to do this? Certainly. So I do have an Instagram account that is Teen Take 30. Um, and then I also do have a website that's teentake30.com. We will be watching you and everything you're doing and learning from you as we go. These are things that I continue to want to work on every day. So thank you for the resources you're putting out there. Thanks so much for being here today, Amber. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Aligned Ambition. This company gives both of us all the butterflies of excitement. Aligned Ambition is designed to help teens and young adults find clarity in who they are and give them a specific guided vision of who they have the potential to become. Sound familiar? Yeah, we're pretty obsessed with this mission. From strengths assessments to full career alignment and planning, Aligned Ambition is the most practical way that we have discovered to find clarity within yourself. To find out more, click the link in the show notes.